Welcome to the Wealth Equation Podcast with me, Wealth Ninja, Kristen Wunsch. If you want to be wealthy, but money feels like physics and the thought of making a budget makes you want to die, stick around. Here, we break it all down super simply. We demystify wealth so you run your money instead of your money running you. We're here to ditch the hustle, earn more, hold more, and grow more simply. We're coming in hot with practical teachings, deep mindset shifts, and the perfect amount of woo-woo so that you become the kind of woman who creates wealth with ease. Money is a dance party if you let it be. You were born for wealth, and by pressing play, your up-level begins. Hello, beautiful butterflies. Welcome back to another episode of The Wealth Equation. So in this three-part series, I am taking you through the three simple steps to wealth and why it's not as complicated as you think. So this is part two. If you haven't listened to part one, you definitely want to go back and do that because part one is really what feeds the rest of the funnel. So the simple formula is really spending less than you earn and having your money making money. So step one was all about earning more. And today in part two, we're going to talk about spending less. And before you turn off the episode and you're like, oh my God, she's going to talk to me about budgeting. I really want to create for you that where we've been taught, what we've been taught about managing money and spending money has all in the past really been from a place of constriction. And that's not what I'm about. And that's not really what you need to do. And we're really here to do things differently. So if you have ever been taught that spending a percentage of your income is the way to go, or, you know, there's a certain percentage that's like the ideal amount that you should be spending on certain things. It doesn't, if you think about it, it doesn't really make a lot of sense, right? So say the number would be 30, 30% of your income needs to be spent on, you know, whatever it is. Well, what if your income were to double overnight? Would you then double your spending on those things? It's like, well, not necessarily. Like that doesn't really make sense. What if you're really happy with the amount you're spending on those things? What if that's creating a fulfilling life for you? Would there be a need to double it? Would that be effective? Would that be powerful for you? Well, maybe, maybe not. So there are a couple philosophies that I see that have been sort of historically where we've been taught. And the first is the old paradigm of finance, the old paradigm of money, which is, you know, very much like a restrictive diet, right? It's, it's the idea that spending is bad. So the less you can spend, the better you are. It's like, don't buy the avocado toast. (laughs) Don't buy the lattes, like lattes add up over time and cutting them out is how you're going to build wealth. Well, saving everything until you retire and not living your life. And then when you're 65, you can finally enjoy and, and spend and, spend a few years and then die. Well, that's not really a fulfilling or rewarding way to operate from, right? And so spending isn't bad. And the other philosophy that I see is the, you know, very much in the feminine, right? It's all around abundance and feeling abundant. It's like, well, as long as I can spend abundantly and feel abundant, I don't need to worry about the money. And as long as I can make enough, I'm fine. And so the reason that that doesn't work is because Millionaires go broke all the time. You can easily spend more than you're earning at every single level. And so you can't just out earn bad money management skills. (laughs) Earning more doesn't replace your need to understand how to use your money effectively. So being head in the sand about it and thinking that if I just make more money, I don't have to worry about where it's actually going is kind of crazy. And of course you can out earn 
you can earn, you can always earn more. Right. But, but why it's like, if you think about, and one of the, one of the things I've actually noticed in my work a lot with myself and and with clients is sometimes when our, our relationship to food is often reflected in a similar relationship to money. And so if you think about the idea of, you know, spending and, and earning, it's often what we're doing with food as well. So if you think about it, you know, you could eat 5,000 calories a day, right? And if you think about losing weight, losing weight at its fundamental basis is really just eating less than you burn off, right? So of course you could eat 5,000 calories a day and you could also work out more than that and just burn it off. But why would you? Why would you want to spend six hours of your day working out when you could just be intentional about the food that you're putting into your body? It's actually super lazy. It's really unconscious and not intentional. So when you optimize where your money is going, you don't have to work as hard to bring more in. So my philosophy is not around constriction around money. It's really around expansion spending. So every dollar is a conscious choice. You get to choose where it all goes. So for example, this weekend, I flew home to see my parents just for a couple of days. So I literally flew thousands of miles just to spend a couple of days with my parents. Why? Because I wanted to, because I wanted to hug them because I haven't always been in a place in the world where I can see them at the drop of a dime. And so that for me was a decision that was in alignment. And so it's not about spending a percentage of your income in certain places. It's about what is actually in alignment and what is intentional for you. And so you get to choose, you get to choose with every, you know, thousand dollars you have with every $10,000 you have, do I want to buy a Gucci purse? Do I want a luxurious vacation somewhere hot on a beach? Do I want to put this money toward my emergency fund so that I, I feel safer, that I have more of a buffer? Do I want to use this money to pay down debt, which gives me back maybe a few grand in interest payments, right? Do I want to invest it? With that 10K, it could be worth 30 grand in the future. Or do I want to do some combination of those things? Like you get to do what you want with your money. And when you're aware of where it's going, it's all really intentional. So everything you do is about what you're going to get as a return, right? And not all the return is financial. Some of it is fulfillment. Some of it is enjoyment. Some of it is the things that just make you feel good or light you up. Maybe that latte that you buy every day is like one of your morning rituals that just like brightens your entire day. There is no right and wrong when it comes to spending. There's only what you do and what you get. So there are the choices that are going to get you closer to your goals. And there are the choices that feel aligned as well, right? So you want to be thinking about are those the places that you're spending money? Are they not only in alignment as far as they feel good for you, but they're getting you closer to where you want to be long-term. So if one of your desires, if one of your deep desires is actually buying a dream home, well, are you putting some of that money aside to afford the down payment? So you get to decide with every $10,000 you have, where do I want to be putting this money so that it's 
satisfying me so that it's creating a fulfilling life and aligning to my dreams. And so one of the places that people tend to get stuck or tend to get tripped up when it comes to spending is when they think that something is in a line, is in alignment because it feels good when really it's coming from what I call a spending trigger. And so a spending trigger is a place that you spend where it's actually not conscious, right? It's, it's the idea back to the eating analogy. It's the idea of overeating because chocolate tastes good, but really we've just had a really stressful day. So there are a number of places that we can spend that actually aren't in alignment, but they might be feeling good in the moment. And so you have to really be conscious and really reflect on, is this, is this in alignment or is this from a spending trigger? And some of these spending triggers, I'm going to go through them here. First, there's stress. So if you have the habit of coming home after a long day or having a stressful day and you are click happy on Amazon or your favorite shopping websites, again, there's no good and bad, but just be really aware of, is that coming from a place of I'm trying to fulfill a need? I'm trying to avoid an emotion or feel an emotion, which is where the spending triggers come. Am I spending money because I think it's going to make me feel a certain way or avoid feeling a certain way? That's where you want to be aware. So there's boredom. When you get to the end of a long day or you're bored in the middle of the day, are you click happy? There's FOMO, fear of missing out. So if you're the kind of person that sees the discounts or the Black Friday deals hit their, hit their inbox and you didn't want to buy the thing before, it wasn't part of your plan, but now you're like, ooh, it's a deal and it expires at midnight and it's on sale and I'm saving money. But technically, <laughs> you just dropped $300 that you didn't intend to spend because you thought you're saving money because it's on sale. So again, no right or wrong, but just be aware of that fear of missing out. Is it from a conscious place, an intentional place, or is it coming from somewhere else? FOMO can appear too. If you get invited out, maybe you get invited out for super fancy dinner that you didn't eat, really want to go to, but you're like, Ooh, I can't miss this. Or people pleasing is another one. So if you really don't want to go to the thing you got invited to, or it's a really expensive vacation that wasn't part of your plan and isn't totally in alignment, but you're like, I feel like I have to say yes. Or if you're at the shopping mall and you've just spent 40 minutes trying things on and you feel guilty because the salesperson has spent a lot of time with you. And so you're like, I better buy something. And you walk out of the store with something that doesn't even look good on you. People pleasing. Another spending trigger is tiredness. So that's definitely not necessarily in spending for me, but I tend to overeat when I'm really tired. So I'm trying to feel soothed or filled back up. Or another one for some people can be sadness. If you are experiencing, you know, say a breakup or something wrong in your family. You're trying to feel happier or comforted or safe or soothed 
by spending more. And I want you guys to know too, when I go through these, not all of these are going to be applicable to everyone, right? So just take note of which of these spending triggers commonly come up for you. And chances are you'll have one or two that you're like, ooh, that's definitely me. Restriction or loss of power control is another one. So if you have ever felt trapped by a budget that doesn't give you freedom or told by a partner that you can't spend on certain things that you really want to, you're trying to gain that power, control, or freedom back. Or another one is guilt. Like you want to feel good enough, right? This happens a lot, I find, with parents. So maybe you spend heaps of money on your children beyond what is part of the plan because you are worried about not being a good parent. And of course you want to be a good parent. And so you think that spending more on them out of guilt not from a place of alignment and excitement and expansion, but from a place of if I don't spend this money, it means I'm not good enough or it means I'm a bad mom or bad parent. And then the last one is comparison. So I'm sure everyone can relate to this, you know, seeing a friend or maybe your neighbor buys a new car or someone you see on social media has this whole rack of new clothes and you feel like, you know, you'll feel more important or more successful or more confident, just like more adequate. If you spend more, you feel like something you own isn't a brand that people will approve of, or it's not expensive enough. I actually find the more I read magazines, the more I fall into this place of comparison. And so just being really intentional about where your mind is going and where your spending is coming from. So one really powerful exercise that you can do, powerful and also terrifying, is going through like your last three months of spending, pulling them up in your bank account, and you can add them up and categorize them if you want, but even just looking at them. And really getting clear on asking yourself line by line, why did I buy this? <laughs> like, was it from a place of this is adding value to my life and it was part of my plan and it's in alignment? Or was it from one of those things that I had mentioned? Comparison, guilt, people-pleasing, FOMO, loss of power control, sadness, stress, boredom tiredness. We are often trying to move toward certain emotions or move away from certain emotions. And instead of just being with those emotions, being comfortable experiencing those emotions, we think that the spending is the way to solve the problem. So the last thing I'm going to leave you with is a single word that I would love for everyone to just remove from their vocabulary. And on the surface, it seems like it's serving you. But what's deeper is actually scarcity beliefs. And it's the word expensive. <laughs> so anytime you think to yourself or say to other people, this is too expensive, it's too expensive, it's expensive. It's kind of a strange thing to say. People often ask me because the you know, living here in Costa Rica, no sorrow, no Sarah. 
people think that Nosara is an expensive place to live. And people will ask me that question a lot. Like, is it expensive? Like expensive compared to what? It's just not a very valuable question. And back to, you know, the philosophy that I started with, every dollar that you spend is a choice. So the idea that something is expensive is coming from the underlying belief that it's hard for me to afford it. And so that belief and that dialogue, that internal dialogue, whether you're saying it out loud or just thinking it in your mind is just going to create more scarcity in your head. So instead of saying, I can't afford this, saying I'm choosing to buy something, like you can choose to buy something else, or I'm choosing to put my money in a different place. Not it's too expensive for me to afford. Because the idea that something is too expensive, people say that about multi-million dollar homes, and they say it about $5 packets of strawberries, right? You can afford the strawberries, right? If you choose not to buy the strawberries, there's not a problem. But telling yourself you can't afford it is just putting you into a place of contraction. It doesn't feel expansive. And so just drop that word from your vocabulary and know that every dollar that you have gets to be something that you can use to create the most valuable, the most exciting, the juiciest, most expansive life. Whether you have a dollar right now, whether you have a thousand dollars, whether you have a hundred thousand dollars in your account, it is all a conscious choice. So I will leave that part two here for today. And I'm excited to dive into part three next week. Come back here for another exciting episode. And remember, you were born for wealth. It's a gift to vibe with you here every week. If you're digging the content, I would be honored if you'd leave a rating, a review, and subscribe to the show. Not just for me, but it's how women just like you find the pod. It truly is how we can all make an impact. More women being ridiculously fucking wealthy and building a life of their wildest dreams. 